Do or do not, there is no try. I'm Wright Brennan, and this is the Lost in the Midlands podcast, brought to you by Midlands Dumpter Services and Seawright Roofing. And today, I am here with a doctor, an entrepreneur, a BNI networker, the man, Ed Davis, Davis Orthodontics. Davis, happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah. What a cool quote. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a Star Wars nerd. Always have been. Yeah. And uh, you ever come to my office? I have Star Wars memorabilia all over the place, but it's kind of like how my life mantra really is. You know, we've trying to to do this and going through being an orthodontist. It's you know, you can't start out with the end goal in mind. You have little steps along the way. Wow. So you either, you know, you got college and you got dental school and you got ortho school and residencies and whatnot. And so you, you have to just either say, I'm going to do this or not, yeah. you know, and that's kind of the same way with everything with life and how I run my office, how you run relationships. Yeah. You, either, you either make the effort or you don't. Yeah, heck yeah. I love that. That's that is um, that's deep on some Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and and um, I am interested to hear about your journey to become an orthodontist. But I want to know a little bit about where it started. Where you're from? You grew up. So I grew up here in uh, West Columbia, um, airport grad. Uh, but basically the. Where my love of dentistry came in, I, I was not like Herbie the Elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where I want to be a dentist. Um, but I, so I did piano all through like grade school, first grade cool. through twelfth grade, yeah. and um, I also took an interest in playing the organ. Yeah. And wow. so the my teacher of organ, her husband is also was a dentist in the area, now retired. And so I, and we all went to the same church and really just got to learn about what he did yeah. um, while I was doing And he played the organ and he was a big musician. Uh, actually went back and got his doctorate in, in music after practicing dentistry for like 30 years. Interesting. Um, but so that, um, so doing that and then also going through my own orthodontic training, I mean, yeah. I mean braces, um, and I always looked at it kind of like a puzzle. So I was always trying to figure out what the orthodontist was trying to do, why he's putting rubber bands there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a Rubik's Cube at the time. You know, you just how, how, do you, how do you meld the pieces together so that you can get the right results? Yeah. And so it just fascinated me. So really around seventh grade, eighth grade was kind of when I decided that that's kind of the path I wanted to take. And just kind of kept it in my foresight. You must have been one of the only kids thinking that. I was like, what the heck is this thing in my mouth? And when did it come out? Get it out. Get it out. You knew from a young age, like, man, this is cool. Look at these, look at these wires. That's awesome. You know, we were in a bondage earlier. And you also have both sides of the brain. You've got the artistry. You're, you're doing piano and organ, and you're interested in the sciences. So, Well, you know, we always say – when we kind of when I got out into orthodontics, it was to me it was always kind of the melding of art and science because you know you're kind of you're fabricating smiles yeah. out of of you know a jumbled mess sometimes or gaps or whatever. But yeah. with it came early in, de in my dental school career where the first thing that we had to do in our lab was we were giving a wax block yeah. and they said carve a tooth. So roots and everything. And so we started out with the front tooth, 
And then we went all the way to doing a molar in the back. So, I mean, I have a little, little dish of wax teeth that, thank God, has not melted, you know, sitting in the attic. Because we would spend like 20 hours carving this one damn tooth oh, wow. so that, you know, we can get the great grade that we needed. But you learned... You know, just like in sculptures, you learn contours. You learn how the light reflects off of surfaces and how that affects the appearance and, and just kind of th that artistry yeah. in, in how to do restorative work. Right. Um, and so then bringing that into constructing the whole architecture of your mouth or your teeth and the way things fit together, you learn how grooves fit together and all that. So it, it really, you ha kind of have to have that right and left side brain yeah. to kind of do this. Well, that's eye-opening. I never thought about that as far as orthodontics <laughs> goes. So that, and you've still got that original piece up in the uh, the attic. Yeah. You should bring that out and put it in like a trophy case. Or something, <laughs> man. That's, that's pretty cool. Well, I, I, um, how long did you spend during your training? You just talked about, you know, you go to college. Forever. Basically forever. <laughs> uh, whenever I go do, like, um, they talks to like second graders, and they always go, "How long did it take for you to become a dentist?" And <laughs> you did, right, you well, and then you go like, "I say, like, you know, how long was your grade school? Like, how long you got? Well, like, you're in grade two, so now you got to go to twelve. How many years is that? that? That's that's twelve. It's like, well, just do that again. <laughs> just do it again. That's what it was. So, because you no, know, you get out of high school and you go to college, four years of college, uh, and you go four years of dental school. And then orthodontics is about two and a half to three years, and I did a little residency in between. So it's like basically forever because trying to get done. And the teachers in the back are going like, oh, my God, I would just have died by now. So, yeah. it's uh, You got to want it. You do. But that's but the whole thing that I tell them, I was like, you know, it's still it's small steps, baby steps. You have, If you look at the end goal in mind to begin with, you'll never reach it because – you're, you're, it's too lofty. You have to. And I think people who come in from high school and want a shadow of man. It's like focus on getting through high school. Then focus on getting through college. Then focus on what do you want to do? I want to be a dentist. I want to be an oral surgeon. Well, you have to be a dentist first. Okay. So focus on that first because yeah. if you go in focusing on the end, it's the same thing with, with football. You know, you don't focus on being the SEC championship without winning the first game. Yeah. You know, yeah, you gotta you gotta make those marks. Which for, for USC has been very difficult for the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> well, we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do want to ask you. I'm not sure how to ask this question because you got this awesome social media presence, but it also kind of peers a window into this awesome culture you have in your office. Maybe first tell me how do you build? I mean, I can tell everybody in there super engaged, having fun. How do you get them to that? How do you build that awesome culture? It's, it's slowly, honestly. You you can't just you know you can just kind of start it out, but you do have to keep adding people into the right spots in yeah. the right places and building people into your, your your business that you know you want to be there and they want to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, this is my twenty second year of being an orthodontist and, and having a, a practice. Thank you. And, uh, you know, it, it's not easy because you come at the beginning, it's really it's just focusing on work, making money, trying to keep growing the practice. Yeah. It wasn't really until I got more established that it really kind of took the turn on building my culture yeah. because I wanted to be a place that I wanted to go to every day um, and not just somewhere that I just went to work, even though I owned it. But 
like I enjoy going to work and I enjoy seeing the people there and I enjoy seeing my patients there, but it takes time and it takes a lot of planning. It's not just something you go like, okay, yeah, we're going to have fun here today now. No, it's not that way. You have to kind of, you, you set boundaries, um, and with building a good culture also is setting standards within your office so that people know how far they can go and how where they need to succeed. And when you bring that, but you, you have to bring the fun. Yeah. And you have to be have, be, have be, be an empathetic person so that you can understand what other people are going through yeah. so that when they're having a bad day, you know how to adjust your conversations with them so that it makes it still engaging for them. Yeah. Um, you know, one of our rules is like really leave it at the door, you know, try to leave, leave your home problems there, but you're still part of our David's worth of family. Yeah. And I do care and I want everybody, you know, I want my team to know that. And I think when they understand that you do care about them as a person and that you're there to kind of reward them, support them, yeah. um, it builds that culture into your office. I mean, we really have been lucky that people reach out to us to come there for a job. I don't have to advertise a whole lot for positions, you know. And so, but I think that's because we have that. People know that it's kind of a fun place to work, you know. And with our social media that we put out and our videos and TikToks, which are all great, and we have a fun time doing that. But it still tries to show to everybody what we stand for yeah. and more so than just giving you great smile and, and giving you good teeth. Yeah. You know, it's the experience that you get there and, and we want that to flow. Not, it has to flow from the top down. Right. It cannot flow from the bottom up. You can't expect your one team member to be the energetic one and build it all up when you yourself as the leader don't care. Right. So you have to care. You have to care about your people. You have to care about your office. Yeah, that's really interesting. It sounds like you've, it implemented a lot of strategy into building the culture, leading the team. So many things you don't think about when you think of orthodontistry. No. <laughs> well, and about- you know, and we always say that really dentistry in, in general, people that run these medical practices, um, we have so many hats that people don't realize. I mean, you have, not only do you have, you have the doctor hat, you have the off, the HR hat, you have the psychiatrist hat, you have the accounting hat, yeah. and also the the impromptu IT guy and it's just you're running a bit I mean you're running like a big operation yeah (laughs) and you know and so but it's all just scrambled up here in the mine and and they're you know and I'll be running around they're like just leave him alone he knows where he's going next (laughs) don't mess with the process (laughs) that's awesome that is in I mean kudos to you man uh being able to put it all together and then using social media to kind of leverage that. Like you said, it's so hard to find people. Here's an opportunity where you can already take something awesome you got going on, show right. it to the masses. You've had some pretty good videos. We try. Yeah, well, I've got a great marketing director, Chapin Coates, who who runs that division for me at the office. Yeah. And, and we collaborate a lot on ideas to try to, to do. And um, What's your favorite one? Which one is the favorite? I like, The Barbie one was hilarious. So that was fun to do. Um, and I was kind of, uh, I guess, challenged to do that one by a friend. And so I just took the video and just – Honestly, spent about 30 minutes to storyboarded it out. Yeah. And so we're going to do this here, this here, this here. And it took us about 45 minutes to do it um, because it was quick shots and we knew exactly what we were trying to do. The, 
So that one was real fun, just because it was very engaging, different, you know, costume changes and all that kind of stuff, and we got a huge response. TikTok is weird about how things, people respond to things on there. Yeah. We really kind of thought it was, you know, we got, we're, we're over 400,000 views on it, which I'm very happy about, right. um, but we were really trying to hit that pinnacle, and everybody was kind of commenting, why is it this viral? I'm like, I know, why isn't it viral? You need to share this thing. <laughs> but it was just trying to get, you know, to get the word out, but... The, I mean, I, I like the ones where, you know, my, my, my personal favorite videos are the ones where we kind of played, like, I live when I'm, I'm doing, like, two characters. So I'm either, like, the patient and then the doctor kind of working with me, goes back and forth. Uh, a, a lot of my favorite entertainment YouTubers that I watch, they do that kind of dual role. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, it, to me, that's just fun. I, we yeah. did one at Soiree at State uh, this past spring where... I was a bumpkin coming up and, you know, getting um, orthopedics and orthodontics mixed up and, you know, and there's one where I was trying to be a kid where in, in the chair playing, because kids will play with their phones all the time in the chair, And oh, but I was bringing out my phone and then I brought out my Oculus and then I brought out, you know, all kind of hand, you know, devices and it yeah. was just kind of like, oh my God, what? how much more do you have there? You know, let's focus in. I only need you for like three minutes. Stop. This is Wright Brennan, the owner of Sea Wright Roofing. When it comes to the maintenance of your roof, you want to know that you have an experienced team that knows what they're doing. And with 10 years in the business, we check all the boxes. Leaky roof, storm damage, or just overdue on maintenance, give us a call at 803-828-4181 for a free estimate. Again, that's 803-828-4181. And remember, our commitment is to roof it the right way. Well, I want to change gears a little bit. How about the patient walking in? How do you how do you guys make them feel like? Because I imagine a lot of your patients are what teenagers, just teenagers. Yeah. How do you make them feel comfortable in there? Well, again, coming back to the culture, the I think that just the way that we interact with them when they're coming in, um, we try to. One of the things we like to do is whenever they walk in, I mean, we you know who's coming in at a certain time, and you know recognize if there's a face that you don't recognize, and if you can call somebody by their name uh, as they're walking oh, yeah. in that yeah. you you've never that they've never met you, that's powerful oh, because yeah. it doesn't you're just not the ten o'clock, you know you're Micaiah Smith, and and they're like oh wow you you were, were expecting me and, and needing me there, um, and really just a lot of the in, in this day and age, it's the interaction between it, and I know you got it, and everybody else, you know, the just the constant texting and, and back and forth, reminding of appointments, and all that kind of stuff. It's that contact that you have with them, and yeah. then when you come in and just immediately trying to make them feel like they're someone special. I've always said that I want that person's appointment to be the highlight of their day. Oh, that's awesome. Because you never know what their life is like outside of that one. Like, I know how it is in my office. And so, but I don't know what your life is out there. And that's why I always tell people, you know, you can't, somebody gets mad at you. It's probably 98%. It is not you. Not you. It is something that they are doing. So if, and these kids, they're all remarkable kids. And it's sad sometimes to hear kind of what their personal stories are. And sometimes they can't help it. You know, the parents can't help it. Whatever, but they're they're still trying to get them there to do stuff. But if I can help them and make that part of their day enjoyable, however much you can make orthodontics and wire changes and rubber bands enjoyable, then we will. 
That's freaking awesome. You guys are making an impact in a lot of ways. Trying so to. Killing it. Um, how do you have energy for all this? What's your workout routine? Like, what are, you, are you going to some special gym or something? <laughs> Oh, I will say, you put out energy, you get more energy. And so, yeah, so, you know, Wright and I work out together at the ISI Elite Training, and um, so is my friend Curtis over here. Um, but, yeah, it's that's a great place. And uh, But, yeah, you know, it's weird talking about going to doing that, working out. Um, it really was kind of like, so I'm 52. When I was 40, it was kind of when I really kind of took a hard look at saying it. I need to do something about that. That was I was very much a uh, sympathy weight person and, and eating all the leftover foods from my children that did not eat their chicken nuggets. Um, and so I had to, had to kind of take a hard look and just say, we're going to stop this. And, um, and, you know, being healthy is a progressive journey. It is not yeah. something that is easy and it's something you, something you have to kind of keep maintaining. It doesn't just stop. Right. Um, and, but I, ha- I do think that the more energy that you – use the more energy you actually have like you know if if i just sit and do nothing then i just i become a slob and i'm tired all the time um but i yeah unfortunately my life is constantly on the go i just don't like to sit still that's just it's just me that's you so you need you need to have that that's you do need that yes i got you well somebody who's interested in taking the taking on the journey of an orthodontist what advice can you give them Honestly, just really study, read, um, you have and commit, do or do not, you know, there is no try that you, you have to, uh, it, it's not in this day and age, it's not actually as easy as it was whenever I went through It's highly competitive. You have to have, um, it, it, it's expensive too. I mean, yeah. people don't realize that, um, you know, the average orthodontic student coming out of school now has student loans of around $700,000. Yeah. So because orthodontics is not like a medical residency where you get paid through the hospital, we have to pay to do ours. And so and it's it's ridiculous. And so not only have you added on dental, you know, undergrad, dental school and now orthodontic school, you got living expenses and wherever the big cities that you are and they're not cheap. Um in fact, I one of my things I do with my orthodontic community is I every year I go to Washington DC as part of our the the advocacy group for the orthodontic organization and we go in politic around Washington to try to make changes in student loans so that like to bring back the subsidized loans that, that students no longer have anymore like they used to be the interest was paid for by the government while I was in school nowadays that's not the case so people who are coming out of school with this amount of debt they probably have $150,000 of just um, interest. interest. Wow. Yeah. And, th- and I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of dinero. Yeah, man. You got to commit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you can make that back, but it is not, you know, the, the late 80s and 90s were the heyday of dentistry, yeah. regardless across the board. Now, you can still do a great um, career in this. You know, but you do have to, I mean, it's, but there's a lot of financial burden. And if, you know, if you have resources, I can help pay for that. Fantastic. You know, you'll come out ahead, but, you know, people like myself, I mean, it took 20 years to pay that off. Yeah, man. If you have $700,000, you're looking to invest. Right. You can do a lot of things. Exactly. I'm sure there's a medical student or dental student out there who would love to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's something. Well, 
Awesome. Where can we find you? Somebody who needs braces. Where do they go? So initially, you can go look us up at dobraces.com. Um, that's our web address. Uh, we're, it's, and it's do braces on Facebook, do braces on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we are located across Lexington Medical Center in West Columbia and off the peak exit in Irmo, right up from uh, Food Line. Awesome. Heck yeah. Well, appreciate you coming on. You're making an impact. It's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, it's been awesome being here. Thank you. Heck yeah, man. It's good to see you. All right, my man. Hey everyone, many thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow and click the bell to stay up to date on future episodes or click the link to watch another previous episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback.